This is Almost 107, a Fanshawe College Journalism student podcast. Get real. Hello and welcome to Almost 107. I'm Jacob Gendron. Now, before we start today's episode, how would you like to hear a song? (laughs) But not just any song. This is never before heard. It's been locked away in a vault for over 50 years now. It's Paul McCartney singing his fellow bandmate John Lennon's song, Strawberry Fields Forever, during the Beatles' Get Back sessions in 1969. Pretty cool, huh? Paul McCartney doing a a little piano interpretation of his best friend's best song, arguably. You know, there's some discussions to be had about what what, what his best song is, but still. it's, It's definitely up there. But what if I were to tell you that that wasn't Paul McCartney at all, but that was AI? Ooh! If you couldn't tell by the title already, um, today we're going to be discussing AI's role in music. Stay tuned. Strawberry field. Ooh, nothing is real. There's nothing to get hung about. Strawberry Now, artificial intelligence has been kind of a hot-button topic um, over the past year especially. Uh, A lot of people are curious and concerned about it and what it means for various industries, including um, education and um, the video game industry, and especially the music industry. Because if you've been on TikTok or any other social media platform, really, uh, you may have seen some of these um, AI covers. I played one of them in the beginning. It was Paul McCartney singing Strawberry Fields Forever. And that was one of the better ones, you know, not all of them are quite as convincing. As a matter of fact, um, not too long ago, there was a song that was released, which was uh, Drake and The Weeknd. Obviously, it wasn't really them. Someone made a song and used the um, AI voices of Drake and The Weeknd. And the song just, it just went viral. So much so that music critic Anthony Fantano made a video on it and uh, detailed his thoughts. And he pointed out the fact that while it is AI, there is a certain amount of creativity that went into this. There still is a human touch. There's been some wildfire spreading on uh, the Lord's music internet. That would be this uh, new song from an artist, from a creator by the name of Ghostwriter977, who has created a bit of controversy recently uh, with the release of a song titled Heart on My Sleeve. Now, this track currently is being billed as an AI song, an artificial intelligence song, and uh, while I have no doubt there are elements of AI uh, included, involved in the production of this track, and there is legitimate AI music out there, in my experience covering these types of songs or talking to artists who make these tracks or claim these tracks uh, sometimes will only involve AI in a very particular element of the production of the song. It's not like they're just opening up a program and saying, hey, uh, 
make me Drake song. And then this track literally just pops out. If it were that easy, we would not just be talking about one track here. Like we would just be counterfeiting dozens and dozens and dozens of Drake songs. But no, for now we have uh, just one track here. Again, Heart on My Sleeve. It um, has vocals on it that sound a lot like Drake's and also vocals on it that sound a lot like uh, The Weeknd's. Um, in terms of the beat, the rhythm, the sequencing, the sample, the repetitiveness of it, uh, the lyrics, the flow, the vocal delivery. This thing is accurate as hell. Now, again, this ghostwriter individual, creatively speaking, uh, most likely had a lot of input, like, you know, human input into how this song sounds. Some of the pop culture references in the lyrics seem too current and too sharp for uh, some kind of AI to just poop them out casually. The sound of the production seems super conscious too. And on top of that, on this dude's TikTok, uh, there is a comment that he left saying that apparently he was a ghost writer for years. Again, could be lying, could be BS, we don't know, but I imagine experience and familiarity with that world would uh, allow you to make a better a better Drake song if you wanted to mimic a Drake song. Another reason for this song having sort of a human touch to it, other than the fact that the person who made it recorded the instruments and everything, he actually recorded the vocals himself too. See, the way that these AI voices work, it's not text-to-speech or anything. Um, the uh, voice model of the subject, in this case Drake in The Weeknd, um, kind of... Uh, like superimposes over your own voice and makes it sound like Drake or The Weeknd. You know, this technology, it's crazy. And speaking of these AI voice models and voice synthesizing, um, there was a lot of concern a few months ago because in a BBC radio interview, uh, Paul McCartney seemingly out of nowhere just announced, hey, there's going to be a new Beatles song coming out and that it will be assisted by AI. And what do you think about efforts that are being made through technology, through artificial intelligence to recreate the early Beatles, making your voice sound younger, bringing those voices back, well, from, from the grave, really? Mm -hmm. Well, it's a very interesting thing, you know. It's, uh, it's something we're all sort of tackling at the moment, you know, and trying to deal with what's it mean, you know. Um, yeah, people will tell. I don't hear that much because I'm not on the on the uh, internet that much. But people will say to me, "Oh, yeah, there's a, there's a track where you know John's singing one of my songs, and it isn't. It's just AI, you know. So all of that is is kind of scary, um, but exciting because it's it's the future." Um, and we were able to use uh, that kind of thing when we did, when um, Peter Jackson did the film Get Back, where it was um, us making the Let It Be album. And he was able to extricate John's voice from a, a ropey little bit of cassette where it had John's voice and a piano. Um, he could separate them with AI. They could do, they tell the machine, that's a voice this is a guitar, lose the guitar. And he did that. So it has great uses. So when we came to make what will be the last Beatles record, it was a demo that John had um, that we worked on and we've just finished it up. It'll be released this year. We were able to take John's voice 
and get it pure through this AI so that then we could mix the record as you would normally do. You know, so it, it, gives, you, it gives you some sort of uh, leeway. So there's a good side to it and then a scary side. And uh, we'll just have to see where that leads. Now, this caused a lot of panic among a lot of people because, well, I suspect that they just read the headline that a new Beatles song assisted by AI will be coming out. And they didn't really listen to the interview. But, yeah, uh, Paul McCartney actually had to clarify on Twitter, which is now X, but it was Twitter a few months ago, uh, that there will be no voice synthesizing and nothing is artificially created and that he just took John's voice from a demo uh, isolated it with AI and cleaned it up a little. And, um, yeah, that goes to show that in the music industry, it's, it's not just creating AI voices. Like, it can be used for a lot of things. Uh, one of them, of course, is isolating stems or, uh, master tapes or whatever it may be. Because over time, these, uh, isolated tracks, they, they just may be lost. So this technology can kind of assist with isolating it. And then after isolating it, you can also use this technology to get rid of some of the background noise or white noise. And in this case, it has been used to isolate John Lennon's voice and, you know, clean it up a little bit from an old demo. And this is something that the, uh, three surviving Beatles at the time did, uh, back in the mid-90s without the assistance of AI when they made two songs called Free as a Bird and Real Love. They took John Lennon's demos and they isolated it, but it was much harder back then because they couldn't isolate it with AI. And um, they started work on a third one, which is this new song that's going to be coming out. But the quality of the tape wasn't that good, and, you know, George Harrison didn't want to do it. So they shelved it, and now they're finally finishing it. So with all the concerns and panic around AI, there is some good out of it. I mean... Because of it, we're getting a new Beatles song. But another use for voice synthesizing, aside from making AI covers of Kanye West singing Gary Come Home from Spongebob, is that sometimes when songwriters write a song for another artist, they want to hear what that artist would sound like singing the song. So it was an industry standard to kind of um, hire a sound-alike and make a demo just to hear what it would sound like. But now, they can just use AI. Uh, but at the same time... There's a lot of concerns about this because it it makes the jobs of the soundalikes obsolete, which is a common concern about AI in general. YouTuber and musician Adam Neely discussed the possibility of AI making musicians obsolete in a Q&A. And he also points out that while artificial intelligence is new, these types of concerns are not especially in the music industry. The time is coming where nobody will be willing to submit themselves to the discipline of actually learning how to play music. Everything will just be ready-made for them. Is a paraphrase of a quote by John Philip Sousa, the American March composer, in reference to Thomas Edison's invention of the phonograph. He was immensely suspicious of the idea of recorded music. Now, was he being a complete luddite? Well, in one sense, no because general music literacy in the 20th century did go down. Sheet music sales plummeted because people no longer needed to read sheet music to hear music. They could just listen to it, played by professionals. New technologies in music always bring some kind of replacement panic, like in the 1990s where computer technology and MIDI threatened the livelihoods of many session musicians. Check out this clip of Anthony Jackson on a German talk show. You know how things have changed. 
I don't. That's why well, I'm asking you. The machines are here. Very soon, musicians will start to have to reconcile with the things that visual artists are having to reconcile with. Will Dali, the AI artist, take my job? AI-generated art is already winning awards over human artists. We're watching the death of artistry unfold right before our eyes. Intense stuff, but no more intense than Anthony Jackson's comments about the rise of computers and MIDI. So it's clear that something's going to change somehow, and something might get lost, like with the advent of recorded technology and the advent of MIDI. But as we saw through those revolutions, a great deal of other stuff got added. And so as we sit at the precipice of this next revolution, just remember, we kept playing chess even though computers reliably beat us every time. Why? Well, because it's fun to play chess. And it's fun to make music. So in conclusion, if you're a bit skeptical about AI and you're a little bit scared about the future, you have every right to be. All right, this is, these are very uncertain times and we don't know where this technology is going to lead. As Paul McCartney said, there is kind of a cool and interesting side to it, but there's also a scary side. And we'll just have to see where it leads. Is music going to be like um, AI-generated art where you just enter a prompt and you get a song right back at you? Who knows? It may happen within the next few years. But if it's any reassurance, I believe that artificial intelligence cannot replicate the heart and soul that goes into creating something like music or visual art. And if they ever will be able to, it probably won't be for a very long time, and we'll have to worry about it then. For Almost 107, I'm Jacob Gendron.